You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at WatchOnPremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Oh, man. It's uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, as of this recording, it is Friday, March 17th, uh, 7.45 p.m. Sun's sort of kind of out. A little it bit. Is, uh, it's St. Patrick's Day, and uh, as of this recording, that is. I know you're listening to Monday or whenever you're listening to. Yep. The year 2023. And the year of our Lord says, Jesus Christ. That said, I got a uh, Irish cream in my coffee, and I have a Guinness, which I'm about to open right now because I want that motherfucker to get warm. So, <laughs> crack it open, we're brother. Out, we're going to have a little bit of a, a little drinky poo while we do this. There I'm you gonna go. in it in three, two, one. It's gorgeous. Ah. Sounds fantastic. Yesterday was a uh, three sixteen day, so I drank my last stone cold beer in the fridge. So I cracked that sucker open and enjoyed that in the nice afternoon sun after work. We are here on Friday night. How was it? How was that delicious beer? It looked fantastic. Very good. Um, and you just reminded me of something. Uh, for most wrestling fans, 316 is the day of our Stone Cold Steve Austin. Our Lord and Savior. But but <laughs> that too. But also as a Van Halen fan, it's the uh, birthday of Wolfgang Van Halen. Ah. So um, there's a guitar piece that Eddie used to play live. If you watch uh, Van Halen live without a net, the guitar solo, he opens up with this like slow little blues type jam. He put it on the, uh, he eventually went, end up putting it on the for all, <clears throat> first day with the new mouth. <laughs> he put it on the uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge album, AKA fuck <laughs> album. Uh, and he gave the name. He gave the name of the song three sixteen because his son Wolfgang was born March sixteenth. Interesting. So uh, it's a dual celebration. Yeah, for me on uh, uh, March sixteenth, a little uh, little Guinness kiss. <laughs> I like I like I like Guinness. A you know I'm Irish, but uh, uh, I'm a sentimental son of a bitch. Mm. Uh, my favorite uncle was my uncle Frankie. And uh, when we would get together, he would go down to the basement and get his secret stash of, his personal stash of Guinness. Oh, that's awesome. 
and we would sit in, in the kitchen and drink Guinness together. Wow. And when he passed, uh, I had a Guinness that he gave me. I drank that on, on the day of his funeral. It sits on my shelf. So wow. anytime I have a little Guinness, I think of my Uncle Frankie. That's some. That's a, uh, I was thinking of Guinness just now and I was thinking about an Irish car bomb, uh, which, uh, what used to be my drink of choice when I would go to the bar. Uh, when I was younger, when I was a younger goober, um, <laughs> at the, uh, the tender age of 17, uh, we were taking shots at 151 in my cousin's basement on Bennington Street over there in Juniata Park. Uh, that was the way we would start the night. There's a little Philly, little Philly nod for you. Um, spent way too many nights puking outside in the, in the, in the alleyway there. <clears throat> but, um, after that, as I, as I became more mature and more of an adult, I graduated to the Irish car bomb, uh, functions. And, uh, boy, that was talk about kicking me in the ass, man. That was the way to start the night. Are you, uh, are you an, 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 an indulger? Uh, are you a supporter of the Irish car bomb? And when was the last time you had one? Oh, I could tell you exactly last time I had one was, uh, <clears throat> we were, uh, in England. Uh, I was over in England for the first ever one PW shows. Oh, cool. Back, back maybe 2005, maybe. And, uh, yeah, the some guys were just having them. It was like, this is like, it's gotta be 17 years ago, 18 years ago, maybe. You do the math. Um, <laughs> I'm lazy. Hey. Uh, but yeah, uh, somebody had an open tab at the bar and, uh, we all partook in it. So like, sure. Do you want Irish car? Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. And that's probably the first and only night I've had. Well, I, I think I had him before that, but the last time. Mm-hmm. I had it was in Doncaster, England, around 2005 ish. Um, I'm not too much for the uh, for like my. I don't know if my seat, my uh, alcoholic sea legs could handle such a thing now. <laughs> it's funny you said that. I was literally just thinking the same thing. I can recall the last time I had a a car, a car bomb was it was 2010. It was actually St. Patrick's Day. I was at the note and I was working the merch stand for CKY because they played the note that night. And mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was my buddy Kurt or one of the guys. Maybe it was my, maybe it was Greg. Maybe it was Greg, me. We were at the bar and I was like, oh, well, it's St. Patrick's Day. Let's do a car bomb. And that was a really bad fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck, man. Cause you know, <laughs> once I had started doing them and you're drinking them for a while and you like, you know how it is. Like when you're younger, you have a, like a much heavier tolerance for stuff and you can like party oh. a lot longer. So yeah. I would, you know, when I was with the firehouse, we would go out to the bar and we'd have car, but we'd do like five or six of them and be like, all right, now we're tuned up and ready to go for the night. And here I am, you know, a couple years later, I really hadn't drank like that in a long time. <clears throat> I do a car bomb and I'm like, fuck, I can't even see straight right now. I would be demolished, meaning if I had a car bomb right now, I don't even know if I'd be able to stand up. Dude. Um, yeah, I, those tasty Alcohols are fucking dangerous. Yeah. I went to the, uh, er, sorry. I went to the, uh, (laughs) I went to the Motley Crue Poison Def Leppard concert Mm. over last summer. I met up with, uh, Lupus the Booger Picket Moron from ECW (laughs) and we were tailgating and, uh, it's like, oh, meet me over there. 
We'll have a couple drinks. And he's making these drinks called fucking Bob Marley's. Oh, man. And I was just like, oh, this is delicious. And it went, they went down way too easy. What was it? Before you know, I don't know. Fuck. Look him up right now. I don't know. It was fucking delicious. But uh, before you know it, uh, I'm being weakened at Burning into the fucking stadium for the <laughs> concert. <laughs> Uh, my, my poor wife, oh, this is man. me, uh, she's a saint and there's a, she's a saint. Yeah, there's a, there's a photo of me just sitting on a cooler, just <laughs> in the mid afternoon. I'm not too fucking proud of myself for that one, but, uh, we've all been, she there. said, she said, I don't even know why they even let you in the stadium. You went through the metal detector and gave them $8 worth of quarters you had in your fucking pockets. And they just say, oh, yeah, you can go. I can tell you why they let you in because hashtag everybody loves me. That's why they oh. were like, oh, that's the blue. We got to let him in. There, there's a guy, I, there's a dude I know. And he came up to me and like, we're talking and I had no idea of anything. Like I was out of it and he <laughs> So we make make our way to our seat, our seats, and uh, Mrs. Meany goes and buys a couple pretzels and some waters to fucking sober me up a little. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, I got my tickets through a buddy. Uh, I I don't think he minds me saying Brett Porsche from MMR. Yep. Uh, and when he showed up, she said I sobered right the fuck up because, you know, it's my thing, you know. Yeah. I, it, I'm the believer you're, you're representative of those around you, you know, like he got me the tickets. I'm in hit in the seats. He could have gave to anybody. Yeah. I had to be on good behavior. And once he showed up, I was like, Oh, I'm straight up. <laughs> I am here. I am, I am ready I, to go. I am present. Yep. And then I, I, I watched the enjoyed the rest of the concert. And then Tracy informed me of like all the people, I was talking to, and I had to text him, hey, dude, sorry, I, I was a little bit out of it, blah, blah, blah. And the funny thing is, as much as I was out of it, like, before the concert, going into the concert, and I, I sobered up right around Poison. Okay. Because you know, I, uh, I don't know who, who who was there before them, but I, I was up for Poison. I was, Def Leppard was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and we left halfway through Molly Crew. I was like... I, because they were the headliners. I know getting out of there. Yeah. Just, it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. So we got, we left, we walked up to Broad Street, took the subway down to, uh, Oregon Avenue and walked down to McCusker's and I walked in like fresh as a fucking daisy. <laughs> and, and Dougie, the bartender was like, I'm amazed that you walked in. Wow. You know, yeah. just, you know, she, after she told the story of, you know, how I was fucking, how bombed I was, <laughs> he's like, you just walked in like fucking like the mayor, you know, hey, <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, me. You know, I'm like Norm <laughs> no, from I'm Cheers. I going to say you're like Norm from Cheers. You got your own seat. I love it. Yeah. I, I found There was the, another. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I found the recipe for the Bob Marley, if you want to know. Oh, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. please, please, please. So please, you start please. with uh, grenadine syrup. Uh, rum, they usually use coconut rum, pineapple yeah. juice, yeah, pineapple rum, blue curacao. I hope I said that right. Yeah, um, and then they shake it up and they put it into a, a, a martini glass or cocktail glass and you get fucked up. Yeah. He was putting them in, in <laughs> I don't know how, I only remember what he poured them in. 
Jesus. If I find the photo, I'm going to, if I find the photo, I'm going to have to, you know what, give me two seconds. I was going to say, because now I'm thinking about it, I'm going to pull up some of those pictures from uh, that, that uh, ill-fated CKY concert. I'm going to put them on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Sign up today. We have tiers starting at just $10. Go and sign up today and join us and watch us record live. And you get to see all this fun shit here. Uh, we're going to do a post later for all of our fun uh, St. Patrick's Day. Send it over to me, Meanie, and I'll uh, I'll post it in the group here. No, I, I I'm not posting it. I'll, I'll put it. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. I'll, that's fair. I'll put it. I'll put it up to the camera, and then I'll burn my phone so nobody else ever sees it again. To, I'm scrolling through like a couple months worth of photos here. I know he texted <laughs> me. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. But uh, oh oh oh, hold on. Because I destroyed his friend cool his friend's cooler too that I I sat on. Oh no! I was like, hey, you know, dude, I was sitting on it, and uh, I guess I caved the fucking roof of it in. <laughs> but then, I, and he sent me the phone. I was like, dude, if that guy wants me to replace his cooler, uh, let me know. Yeah, I'll, I'll send him money. He's like, no, no. He was. He's like, dude, I have a cooler that the blue me need fucking this demolished. So it was all cool. <laughs> Ah, oh, goddamn! I thought I had a photo. Well, goddamn! Uh, it's probably better off that I don't have it. Yeah, I'm trying to find a good one here where I'm just like stupid shit face drunk from that night, and I am just obliterated. Oh, you know what? Here's uh here's me and uh, Sam Kreps, the executive voice. I'll throw this one up here in a couple minutes. You guys can enjoy. Guys and gals can enjoy that. <laughs> Excuse me. Go to Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meaning. Um, I don't even remember the last time, like, like I said, I've, I've told the story before about being at my brother-in-law's house, but like we used to go to whiskey tango and that was when like the Jaeger bomb shots were starting yeah. to get big. And, uh, yeah. there's another Philly now. This is going to be full of Philly references tonight, y'all. Um, but we used to go. Hold on, where, hold on. Where, where was whiskey tango? It was right on the, it was like right on the edge of Philadelphia. Um, I, I know, I know. Say, what you're talking about. I went to there used to be another bar called Whiskey Dicks. Oh, it's on Bustleton Avenue. That's where it was. I couldn't remember. It's at Bustleton and like uh, Summerton, right there. It, like it used to be John. It used, it used to be John's Boardwalk. That bar. Uh, yeah, the bar. It used to be because uh, a lot of mainstream bands would play there. Like Black Label played there once or whatever. Oh wow! Like Black Label played there and. I'm so pissed I didn't go to that one because the guys from Pantera showed up just for no oh, reason. Oh, man. Are you kidding? So I was like, motherfucker. That's crazy. Yeah, we used to Dude, do- I, 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 I was so pissed at myself. I would have been pissed too if fucking Pantera showed up, if Dimebag and fucking Vinny showed up and I missed it. Fuck, man. I'd yeah, I was boys with the guy. I was boys with you know a couple of guys in the band. They're like, "Oh man, you should have came out." The guys from Pantera showed up. I was like, "What? Oh, run that by me one more time." What was that? God damn it! Uh, I, I was supposed to go to a. I'm a big fan of the, you know, Van Halen. There was a '80s cover band. Well, not '80s. There was a Van Halen tribute band called the Atomic Punks. Mm. And when I was out in California, I was going to go see them. And the one night I didn't go see them. After their set, the Foo Fighters got up at this surprise set in the club that holds maybe a couple hundred people. I was like, motherfucker. Oh, my God, man. I hear about that shit all the time. Like, John Mayer will just show up to, like, random clubs and just, like, jam. Yeah. Just pop in. Chappelle does that a lot. Like, Dave Chappelle, the comedian, he'll just, like, pop yeah. in places, do a random set for no reason. It's like, oh, my God, where the fuck am I for this shit? How come I can't yeah. see an acoustic John Mayer set in the middle of fucking John and Peter's in New Hope? <laughs> fucking <laughs> random fucking Tuesday. 
like a 20 minute car drive. I could have seen this and I just, <laughs> God damn it. Well, God damn. Uh, yeah. God now damn. I, we, if you've never had a, a Jaeger bomb before, it's a shot of, it's just like oh, a yeah, car those. bomb. You take a shot of Jaegermeister and you throw it into Red Bull. So basically you're like upping and downing at the same time. And it is fucking hell on wheels. I remember this one time. The last time I think I went to Whiskey Tango was in 2008 and, uh, or early 2009. And we're at the bar. My buddy Mike, uh, he's probably listening to this, my buddy Mike Jr. Um, he is like an animal when it comes to us partying. And he would start the night with all these shots on the table. So I think I was at like my fifth one. And I'm feeling like sick to my stomach, right? And I'm like, oh man, I'm not going to make it if I take this. But I'm like, you know, I don't want to like bitch out about it. You know, take the shot, you know? So I took the shot and I threw it back. And immediately I went, I'll be right back. And I ran into the bathroom and fucking puked my brain out of the toilet. And I was like, fuck man. And I went, and I went back out and kept drinking and I was good for the rest. Like I didn't get, I didn't catch a buzz. I just drank the rest of the night and I was fine. And it was the only time that ever happened to me in my life. Um, I know people give you that bullshit. It's like, oh, well, you, there's no such thing as drinking yourself sober. Bullshit. Bullshit. I've done yeah. it. <laughs> I've done it. I'm living fucking proof. Yeah. <clears throat> spe- uh, spe- what, uh, what were those shots? You, you said your buddy lined up a whole bunch of shots. Oh, yeah. Like he did, he would line up a bunch of like Jaeger bomb shots or we would do a bunch of like, uh, it would be Jaeger bombs or it would be Goldschlager was another big one. Oh. And we used to also drink, we would drink, um, Sambuca. They would come by. Yeah. <clears throat> they would come by with this bottle of. It was probably this big, right? And fuck, man, we kill the bottle before we go to the bar. And I'm like, I can't even see straight right now. I don't even know. Like, where are my legs? Sambuca is another one, man. Like, there's some uh, some alcohols that you say them and they you just get fucking flashbacks. You get fucking yeah, dude. chills, dude. Um, my shout out to my boy uh, Julian Bradley, aka. Chris Crude, uh, he was running shows out in, uh, him and our mutual buddy, uh, Riley were running shows in Wisconsin and, uh, it was special cause like, uh, I was like, man, I want to do your show, but that weekend's, you know, Mrs. Meany's birthday. So we, we brought Mrs. Meany out we did the, uh, the first night show, we go back to the bar and I was just doing shit to pop the boys. Like, uh, <laughs> I would go up and order a pitcher of beer and just walk around and drink out of the fucking pitcher of beer. <laughs> like, no glass. Like, and like later on, the, uh, there's this YouTuber, uh, Justin Wang. He was a heavy metal guitar player for, um, oh my God, uh, the world we knew. Mm. The band. Uh, Tommy Dreamer was friends with this band, The World We Knew, and they sh- they were touring and they were in the area, so they came by. And Justin was playing guitar, and he's got this like really popular uh, YouTube channel where he talks about YouTube, uh, like internet, yeah. uh, history, like uh, urban legends, all this shit. But he's got another thing where he's uh, he's got a secondary page where he records himself playing video games, and he tells the story the story about how he was showed up and you know me dreamer all these guys were there and he's like yeah the fucking blue meanie he was just ordering pictures and is drinking from the pictures <laughs> but then julian uh wanted to do like the rick wanted to do the rick flair challenge oh god ordered a tray of kamikazes oh like, no like a fucking tray of oh. kamikazes and it became like 
it was like a fucking contest to see who could do as many shots of kamikazes, right? Oh, my God, man. So next thing you know, people are taking selfies with me. I'm weakened at Bernie and at the fucking back of the bar. <laughs> like people are taking selfies with me. I'm like, they're like <laughs> just drooling on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to be cool. You know, yeah. Nash is there. Kevin Nash is there. He's got his bottle of wine and he goes, the bar closes down. We all try to go out and sit on the patio and mm-hmm. I'm trying to be cool. And, uh, Mrs. Meany and was there. She's like, Blue Meanie, you're embarrassing me in front of Kevin Nash. You know? <laughs> and then the next day, the next show, you know, Nash walks in, he says hi to Mrs. Meanie and looks at me and goes and puts his two hands, he goes, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like this fucking guy. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Big Daddy yeah. Cool. Mr. Cool. I'm sorry. Yes. I love Nash. He's fucking great. great. I'm telling you, man. The coolest the fucking... Coolest inter- yeah, cool as fuck. The coolest interaction I've had with with a, a, a wrestling... Anybody was Hall and Nash. And it was the yeah. fucking... It's one... Like, the one moment that sticks out in my mind forever. In Monroeville, we were outside of Pittsburgh. And I told this story on our Scott Hall, Scott Hall episode. And uh, my brother... My older brother has, like, no fear. He's Matt from Dover. I mentioned him on the show walks right up to Scott Hall and starts talking to him. And Scott starts a conversation with him so that me and my other brother, David, we walk up. <clears throat> and then Nash had, like, come back. I guess he was getting something to drink or going to the restroom. And, hey, Kev, yo, check, you know, and, and he brings Kevin Nash over to this conversation. The, the five of us are literally talking for probably, I would say, 10 to 15 minutes. The security, That's awesome. The security guard comes over. He tries to, like, and Scott Hall was like, no, 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 man. They're fine. They're with me. No, they're good. They're good. They're not bothering us. Kev, are they bothering you? No, 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 they're not bothering you. And it was like, we just sat there and talked. So then when we got, you know, we went in for the group picture, the, oh, hey, it's our buddies. You know, it was just like, it's one of those moments where it was like, you just felt like it was, you were just like the most important person in the room. And that yeah. was what I took away from both Kevin Nash and, and Scott Hall. It was just the coolest fucking day ever. But, um, yeah, I'm sure I would put myself in a position like that too if I'm drinking that many kamikazes. Like, I don't even, There's holy some shit. Al- There's some alcohol. You just hear it and you, your fucking butthole twitches. Like, <laughs> Sky vodka. That's the one for you, me in high school. You, after I graduated, we used to drink Sky vodka uh, at my buddy Jeff's house. And uh, we would sit in his garage and we'd be eating peanuts because his mom used to sell like peanuts and like snacks and shit to different bars. She's a distributor. <clears throat> so, of course, we were assholes. We would crack them open and eat them. And I drank so much fucking vodka. Eat that the night. profits. I'm out, I'm out in the backyard just fucking puking my brains out. I can't eat honey roasted peanuts still to this day because of it. Like as soon as I smell it, I'm like, <laughs> I can't even, you know. Fuck. Dude, you you, you said Goldschlager, and I audibly went, oh, <laughs> this, <laughs> oh my god, Goldschlager used to fucking rip me apart, dude. Rip dude, me it's up. so cool. Look, there's little gold flakes in there, man. Look at that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that gold's gonna look great coming up in the toilet. Yeah. Oh, look at all the cold specks in my puke. <laughs> I'll give myself credit, though. I don't really puke that much. I really don't bark at my shoes that often when it comes to booze. I don't bark at my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that before. Uh, first time I heard that was oh, uh, my God. when Kid Chris was in Philly on <laughs> YSP. We went to like this private thing with Zach. I know Zach. And I just went just to hang out and 
Zach's drinking Heinekens and all this stuff. Mm. And all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> Zach Wild pukes all over the floor. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, bids it to do and, and walks out the back. And then as soon as he leaves, everybody starts taking selfies with his vomit. <laughs> what the fuck? But the, uh, the next day on uh, Kid Chris, they're like, Kid Chris, I got to give him credit. He coined the phrase, yeah, fucking, uh, fucking Zach was barking at his shoes or yeah, <laughs> barking at his shoes and then he fucking left. Just, <laughs> 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 oh my God, man. That I is think the last time I, last time I puked was probably when the Eagles were in the, the playoffs. Mm. I fucking t- tailgated. Recently? And it was. Uh, yeah, oh, wow. the, the, the day of the Niners game. Oh, man. That's another one where I had like an Easter, like I, I drunk an Easter where, you know, you're dead and then you come back to life yeah. like Hulk Hogan. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> you just fuck. <laughs> yeah. You're putting your finger at the toilet, brother. We're not doing this today. Yeah, fucking, uh, you know, went tailgating. Hung out with uh, Richard Christie for a little bit, and then uh, hey. and then we went back to McCusker's, drank a little bit there, and then uh, conked for a second, and then like had my Hulk Hogan come back and went to Broad Street, came back, and when we came back from Broad Street, uh, my buddy Sean brought a bottle of champagne. Oh man, and we're like guzzling this fucking bottle of champagne on fucking. Broad and chunk. Mm-mm. I get back to the bar and I'm just like, oh, excuse me. And I go, <laughs> but, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. He just go through a fucking movie there. Excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like fucking Bill Murray fucking scurrying through a crowd of fucking, huh? Coming through. <laughs> Get to the bathroom in. <laughs> I'm fisting the fucking toilet. Just <laughs> the visual of that is just fucking amazing, man. I am, that yeah. is so fucking funny. I, I was like Fred fucking a stare, just dancing my way, weaving my way through the fucking crowd of, of people in the Cuskers. <laughs> I'm literally pulling the toilet from this foundation. It's just fucking. <laughs> Just holding feet up and feet are coming up in the air, <laughs> kicking the door. Oh my god, man, that is the, hilarious. The, the Romanian judge gave me a ten on the fucking <laughs> on the dismount from the fucking toilet. I was just literally doing a handstand. <laughs> oh my god, that is amazing. Holy oh, shit, man! I don't. Brutal. Last time, when was the last time I remember puking? I'm gonna ask you one more specific Philly question about. Oh, yeah. St. Patrick's Day, but the last time I remember puking like that was, I think it was my 25th birthday. Uh, Courtney and I had just, that was the year that Courtney and I had gotten together. And I'm Mrs. Goober. And, uh, she yes. had set up a surprise party for me at, um, where the fuck was it? It was Dave and Buster's in, on the, uh, the Delaware River there. And I get there and all my friends are feeding me shots and everything's good. And then I think we were supposed to go back to the note because Novak had set something up for us up there. And one of my friends that we were with was like, no, she's like, let's go over to the river deck instead, which is like right next door to it. Yeah. 
So we go there. It was a bad fucking idea. First things first, my buddy Scott gets picked, kicked out of the bar. Because he's so wasted, he pulls his pants down and starts pissing into the Delaware River from the fucking <laughs> <laughs> from the deck. Right? R- remind me, I have a story for you after that. But go ahead. <laughs> and Scott's just pissing off the deck into the water, and I'm looking for him because you know he's like one of my close friends. And I'm like, where the fuck is Sparks at? Where did he go? And I can see him. He's just he was probably like my height. He was like five six, bald headed dude. Two bouncers under one arms, and they're just like holding him like this. And he's like, "Come on, man! What the fuck?" His pants are around his ankles. I'm like. What did he do, you know? And my, <clears throat> my buddy Greg comes over with this just this cup of, of rum. And I asked him for a rum and coke, and he, he basically paid the bartender to just fill it up with rum. So Courtney's like, all right, you're flagged. You're done. We get in the car. We get almost all the way back on 95 to the Westchester exit, and I fucking puke out the side of the window. But the people in the back had their window down, so when I puked out the window, <laughs> the fucking wind whipped it back into the car. So everybody's just like blanketed and fucking vomit. Oh, it was horrible i'm just, oh my god i'm like rolling around in the dirt outside out back of the place i was renting at the time and i was just like totally fucked up but i just remember just being like you know you're just like laying there at some point i'm like <laughs> they're, fucking Swear- back. they're like please stop swearing that you're never going to do that again until next week. <laughs> i'm never doing this again and then i fucking had a cheeseburger the next day and i was fine and i was ready to go back out and go rally again well that's the best thing to do like after a night of drinking the best thing you do is just eat the greasiest piece of shit food you could do eat just to sop that shit up and make your stomach bad or like uh the uh formula mrs meany has got me into is just get a large like fountain cola oh there's there's something about the syrup and the the that they use for the fountain drinks that just and this isn't science. This isn't medical no, fact. No. It's just, it just works for us. Yeah. You know, something in that syrup just calms your stomach down from a night of fucking booze. And, <clears throat> and then, um, you know, or that or just, I'll drink a thing of fucking Pedialyte or something like that. That's what I've been but, going uh, to. That's what I've been going to recently, like the past like five or six years. If I do go out and get tuned up, I'm getting Pedialyte or something. Or they have the, the Gatorade hydration. I'll grab one of those. Fuck, man. Give me like 12 hours and I'm ready to rally again, dude. Let's do it. Well, back to uh, uh, the, the story you reminded me of. There's a, a <laughs> uh, ECW just sitting around with Jack Victor and he, he tells me a fucking story of um, Bill Watts in Mid-South was having a cookout on like probably 4th of July or whatever, had all the boys over you know, for a cookout. Now, nowhere, fucking Dick Murdoch walks, walks over to the side of Dick Murdoch works over, walks over to the side of Bill Watts's pool, takes out his dick and starts pissing into the pool. <laughs> oh my God. Bill Watts, Bill Watts go, damn, yo, Murdoch, what are you doing? He's like, hey, fuck it. I help pay for this pool. I'm gonna, I gotta take a piss. <laughs> Everybody get out of the pool right now. Dick's banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, where's that? Well, there, there's also that old joke is like, uh, Guy staying at a motel. Security comes to the door, goes, Sir, we have to ask you to leave. He's like, Why? He's like, We caught you peeing in the pool. He's like, Everybody pees in the pool. He's like, Yeah, not from the high dive. <laughs> you know? Oh my God, that's hilarious. I was thinking as we're talking about all this fun uh, Irish Philadelphia stuff, I was thinking yeah. about the classic Philadelphia St. Patrick's Day event. Of course, I'm referring to the Shamrock Shuttle. Were you ever a partaker Ooh, no. in the Shamrock Shuttle? No. 
and I say this as I'm about to go to Dublin, Ireland and do a six hour fucking mountain tour through Ireland of the pubs, but I've never been a real big, uh, bar crawl person. Mm. Yeah. Like if I go to a place and the vibe is good, why leave? Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I never understood. And that's like basically Northeast Philly, right? That's all through. I don't even know if they do it anymore. I know I went in, I think it was like 2008. It was everything happened in 2008. And, uh, I went with my buddy Kurt and we went through, I think we like, we didn't get on like the bus, but we like followed a bunch of people that were like, you know, obviously dressed up. And, um, I'm pretty sure I saw the, the, you know, paint or what do they call him? Saint or John the Baptist there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you didn't see John the Baptist in Philadelphia, like, what are we doing here? Um, and we went, we went to Rial's, which was the bar that we used to go to, which is right down there in the Northeast. And then from Rial's, we went to Sheffield. And at some point, I have a photo in my archives of Kurt with his hand in puke holding a $20 bill. <laughs> and it was like this huge pile of vomit. And I have no recollection of why. I have to ask him, Kurt, if you're listening, you can let me know and I'll answer it next week. I have no recollection as to like why he's holding up money. Why is Candace in vomit outside of a bar? Um, but yeah, we used to go, <clears throat> we would go to Rial's and we'd hang out there. But yeah, they, they like jump around on like the paddy wax and all the different bars that are in the Northeast. But yeah. I, I, I just, you know, I went, actually, I went one time with my brother. It was like 2014 or 2015, my little brother David. And it was like, we had a good time, but everybody was so fucking drunk. Like, it's three o'clock in the afternoon and people are already shit faced puking on the bus. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? We have like 12 more bars to go to. Finally, right. finally, we got to the point where, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> sorry guys. Uh, finally, we got to the point where it was like we just we got off at Paddywax down on uh, I think it was not the one that's on the boulevard. There's another one that uh, down in maybe Cotman, and uh, okay. we were like, you know what, we're 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 done. Like we're tapped. I don't want to be around these. Like, because you know how it is. Like Philly is is specific for their drunks on events, right? And oh, yeah. you know how it is, man. Like, and if you've ever partied in Philly, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's always oh, yeah. somebody that's fighting somebody and the girlfriend with the too much makeup is trying to pull him off. And it's just like, somebody's crying and there's at least 12 people vomiting somewhere. I just don't have time for this shit. I'm like, I'm done, man. No. I'm out of here. Yeah. And, and a night like tonight, you know, they're all the amateur alcoholics are out, you know, just, yeah. Just looking for a fight, and it's like uh, I'll, I'll, I think I'll stay home. But uh, yeah. I mean, tonight would be a, night, a good night to go to McCusker's too. But right. tomorrow we're going to uh, Icon, so it's like yeah. got got early morning. So uh, we'll do the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, go home. Well, I'll go downstairs. Oh, I'm home. <laughs> we'll go downstairs, uh, have some dinner, and call it an early night. Where you know, when younger years, oh, I was all gung ho. Yeah. I mean, I used to like, right? Like, I, I, <clears throat> I never went to Kildare's or any of the bars. Like, we, like I said, the Note was not an Irish bar. So, um, but Kildare's Where, is, it, it, that, that's in Westchester. It's in Westchester, yeah. So the Note's yeah, not there yeah. anymore, but that was Bam's bar, and that was at the end of Market Street. But right on the middle of Gay Street is Kildare's. That's the big Irish bar in town. Right. And for years, I don't know if they still do this, but for years, you used to not be able to just walk in and go. You used to have to get. Um, you had to like make reservations almost or like sign up to get into the bar. And even now we have buddies. My buddy Nick was posting earlier and he was like, there's lines already out the door to get into Kildare's. And I'm like, that place is a fucking sweat box. I don't want to be anywhere that. near that place. Yeah. The new, uh, that place Xfinity, Xfinity Live. Oh God. 
Dude, like uh, when I was going down the tailgate for the uh, Eagles games, for the Giants and the 49ers games, there's a fucking line down fucking Patterson Ave just to get in the place. Yeah. And it's like, why? Just what is the allure of waiting to go in and wait? Like, how do you even get drunk in a place like that when you're in the line? Well, first of all, it's like $12 beers, right? No. And then you have to wait for 30 minutes. So like by the time you get to the bar and then it's like, like my experience, we we went, I went there for a bachelor party one time and you're at the bar and then you're buying beers for everybody, but you're like, okay, well, I just spent $108 on beer and now I got to walk back and I only have like two beers to keep me going. Now you have to send someone else to go get beer. And it's just like it, the, the, the later the night goes, the more people are aligned, the less you're going to be able to get in there. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? I never yeah. have fun at those kinds of bars, man. Like we used to do Buckheads a lot, which was down on the other side of Northeast. We used to do um, Finnegan's Wake was another one we used to go to. Um, when I was younger, like it was like, all right. Cause I was with my buddies and shit, but it was like, as I got old, like as time went on, I was like, I don't want to fucking be here. This is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things that I was way into like in my twenties, early thirties is like not even appeasing. Uh, Like I have, I have friends who are in, uh, cover bands, uh, you know, most notably bonehead and, uh, uh, Oh my God. What's the other one? Maybe split decision. And like we would go see him and it'd be awesome. But then it's just like, you know, you get older and like the, the idea of being elbow to elbow, you know, shoulder to shoulder with total strangers. Yeah. And, and just watching, you know, I mean, I like watching bands, but this is like this in that, that environment. So it's like, you know what? This isn't for me anymore. So, like, I'm. A, thank God, you know, I got I got McCuskers where I could just go there, yeah, pull up, seat to the fucking bar, fucking take out my phone, and just you know scroll and sip some suds. And that the, yeah. the crew there, they, they they got a really good jukebox there, or you know, Dougie's always playing something good on his Pandora mix or whatever. But like, yeah. we were in there um, Saturday. And people were just fucking jamming on the jukebox, like having like old Metallica, all you know, the other shit. Yeah, that's more for me. I'll I'll go to a fucking. I'll, I'd rather go to a bar, belly up to the bar, and listen to some good tunes. That's like uh, Jake's bar is like that in Westchester. You can still get like drafts for a dollar. And yeah. Rigtown Pizza is literally right next door. It's on Matlack Street. It's a fucking Westchester institution. If I'm going to the bar, I'm gonna fucking go there because at least I know it's not gonna be crazy packed. Yeah, there might be some bros there, but it's not going to be crazy like the way right. Barnaby's is. I'll never fucking go to Barnaby's again. I won't. I won't fraternize in that place after after what happened to Ryan Dunn. But um, they like like Jake's Bar. It's the best. We used to go there. You take a roll of quarters. You go there and get shit faced drunk. You can walk home and they have some Rigtown pizza afterwards. Oh and my that's, god! Yeah. That's the and you can take the pizza into the bar because they don't serve food, but they're they're the, they've been connected for so many years. Like, yeah, just bring your piece over. And so, you know, you go in and buy all kinds of shit for people. It was, it's a great time. McCusker's is like that where they, they used to do food. They have a kitchen and they're like, it became to be too much when you, you got one bartender on and somebody orders food and you got to right. go back and forth. Hey, if you want to order something, bring something in and eat it. Feel free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're buying the booze anyway. You, you might as well, you know, sit there and eat it. You know, yeah. eat, but, uh, fucking, um, I was gonna say, 
What were you just saying? You, you, were, you reminded me of something. I forgot what it was. I was just thinking about a story the last one of the times I went to Kildare's. I was just thinking about a story there when I was with Bam. And uh, we were sitting on the back deck, and it was the two of us for some reason. I don't know why it was just the two of us. And um, we were sitting around talking. He was sitting talking to some girl. I don't know what he was doing, doing Bam things. And um, he – I'm listening. Like I'm kind of just sitting there with my beer, like kind of like up against the pole, right? And I hear this woman talking behind me, and she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, no one can see me, right? No one can see me, right? And her boyfriend's like, no, 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 you're good, hon. Uh, okay, okay. And I see it, like, corner of my eye, like, you know, you're, like, peripheral. She's fucking pulling her pants down. And I'm going, okay, what's happening, right? So she pulls her fucking pants down and literally pisses all over the deck, all over the one wooden pole, <laughs> all over the deck. And I'm just standing there, and I'm going, bam, bam. And he's not like he's you know doing his you know, and I'm like she's like fucking just like this <laughs> on the deck right, and she's going oh my god I'm so glad nobody saw me and I turn around and I went I saw you that was disgusting and I walk back and I was like bam what the fuck man like where were you you could have been tell we could have still like got mileage out of this for years and I was like I'm leaving I'm going home like I can't I can't be here right now this is not what I want to do so fucking horrible man I hate that place. <laughs> I fucking hate that place Mimi. What? I have to interrupt the program real fast. This is a public service announcement. Let's do it. Our friends at Manscaped now have beard products and is even going further with the brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Go ahead and tell the world the leaders in the below the waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary grooming products. The new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools in your hygiene toolbox. Time for you to upgrade your game by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MINDMEANY for 20% off plus free Shipping and meaning, I have to tell you, the Beard Hedger Pro Kit and the Weed Whacker 2.0 have helped me with my beard line. I feel like my face is looking a little chunky these days. I got my lines cut up real nice. I got everything blended really well together here, and it's really helped boost me. How has it helped you with your current mustachioed face? <laughs> well, let me tell you, my friend, uh, I am known for my beard uh, being the blue guy here. And, uh, you know, this, you know, Manscaped is doing a fantastic job. They've, they've kept me looking good from the waist down for so long, but now from the neck up, I am looking great with this great beard trimmer. And I'll tell you what, you have to meet the Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the ultimate package that makes it easier than ever to craft your signature look just like the Blue Meanie. Or if you want to look like me, you can. I wouldn't suggest that, but you could if you wanted to. It all starts with the cordless electric Beard Hedger. The Beard Hedger is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency. That's what she said. That brings satisfaction one stroke (laughs) at a time. Also what she said. Wow, they've really laid me up here, Meanie. Uh, This waterproof cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. The uh, Pro Kit also comes with four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. This includes Manscaped's Beard Shampoo and Conditioner, Beard Oil, and Beard Balm to moisturize style and shimmer your new beard. Plus, the kit has three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors. With a nice beard, your face is going to feel perfectly groomed, right, Beanie? Wrong! You need to keep an eye on those tough-to-trim ears and nose hairs, which we both know I stare at while I'm recording because I'm like, holy crap, I forgot to cut them today. But I won't forget any more, sir, with the brand-new Weed Whacker 2.0, which offers improved blades and skin-safe technology with a no-tugging guarantee. 
Uh, it's never been so painless to mind your manholes. Now that you have your face looking great, you must try Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 for the full groomed body experience. Your significant other will be delighted to see you covering all the bases, if you know what I mean. I know Courtney's excited to see little John and the Eastside boys trimmed up very well. Uh, I'm sure Mrs. Meany enjoys the views as well. Don't forget, go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping by using promo code MINDMEANY. That's 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and use promo code MINDMEANY. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And as always, we thank them for sponsoring the program. Oh, Westchester bars, man. I'm you. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just. You you said something earlier. It just fucking reminded me of something, and now it's going to drive me up a wall. Because oh my god, something about uh. Oh my god. Oh well, just a brain fart. CTE, brother. No, it's just, this is actually this is great. Like this has been a, a, a we haven't really talked about this and shared like traded war stories, if you will. Yeah. Um. I used to be a party animal, man. I did. I, I used to have a great time. And, and Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're talking about the fucking place with the pizza place. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like I used to go to a place on South Street called Mako's. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. Right, next, right next to Lorenzo's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, you know, like, they, they would have, like, dollar PBR nights. Oh, man. And, you, and it was, like, the 16-ounces. And... You go, you go in there with like ten bucks, and you're good. You know, just <laughs> and um, this is like four Mrs. Meanie days. It's like newly single blue Meanie days, mm. and uh, just go in there. You know, my my, my boy Mikey uh, Primadonna was the uh, DJ playing metal, listening, and then the bartender would um, uh, what's that uh, liquor? That's uh, German sounding. Um, uh, it's a Jägermeister Goldschlager. Jäger. Jäger. The bartender would have, the bartender would have Mikey hit, uh, uh, mother, Danzig's mother. And he would, like, that was his cue. Like, he, he did this every Thursday. He would get up on the bar and he did this, like, he would buy his own bottle just to do this fucking gimmick where, like, he get up in the bar with the bottle of Jaeger and just like pour it down people's throats, mm. and you're just well. You, and again, I was young, meanie, and uh, like, like he he would, he would just do that, and then like after you know they closed down, you go next to Loretto's and get a, a slice, and uh, amazingly find yourself home somehow with uh, a pizza box on the floor. <laughs> just like at one time, I I went out with a bunch of guys. I forget where we went. We went to the Penn East over in fucking Jersey again to see. Uh, I think it was to see Split Decision. Mm. Bunch of us dudes, and then like the next day, I wake up in the lounge chair. I have a fucking two foot Wawa hoagie on my lap. Oh, go ahead. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> where did I get this? And there's like a fucking tomato on my fucking. <laughs> Sure. So I just pick up the tomato and fucking eat it and have the rest of the sandwich throughout the day. (laughs) (laughs) That, that reminded me of a story. We went to Whiskey Tango, me and Junior, me and Mike Junior. Shout out to Mike Junior for being the star of most of my insane bar stories too. 
um, we went to, we were there and we were, you know, picking up women and, um, there was a bunch of girls that he knew. And there was one girl that I've been trying to hook up with. Like I had seen her a couple of times or whatever. This is pre, you know, Mrs. Goober. And, uh, uh we were shit face drunk, shit face. Like I, there was a, a, a certain point, like, I don't remember, like, I remember finally hooking up with this girl and be like, Oh, awesome. Now, you know, this is great. And then they invited us all back to like a house party. I remember getting to the house. I don't remember how we got there. I don't remember how Junior got there. And the next thing, like I, I went in and I went to take a leak and I sat down on the sofa and I woke up the next morning. It was similar to you, not a hoagie, but I had a bag of um, a Cool Ranch Doritos on my left-hand side <laughs> and a bottle of water. And I was literally sitting there like sleeping, right? And I'm sitting there and Junior is violently shaking. Come on, dude. We got to get up. We got to get up. We got to get out of here. I'm like, why? He was like, I got to go pick up my son. Like, oh my God, what time is it? Like, where are we? He's like, it's 7.30. He's like, I was supposed to be there half an hour ago. It's like, fuck. So we get outside and his car is parked out there and the keys are in the ignition. It's like, Mike, how did we get here last night? He's like, I don't know. We're looking around. We're in Montgomery County. We're about like an hour from where we had to be. I'm like, Mike, what happened here last night? Like, how did we get here? He's like, I didn't drive. He's like, I know I didn't drive. And we never figured out the mystery of how we got to this house. But I remember having a half-eaten bag of fucking... <laughs> cool Ranch Doritos on one side and a bottle of water. I was like, well, at least I came prepared. Now I have well, breakfast. And that's, that's, that's when the guy comes in and goes, aliens. <laughs> the big fucking, yeah. Giorgio, yeah. Giorgio uh, Socalis, I think is his name, right? Yeah, the big, yeah, yeah. The aliens. aliens. Yeah. Um, now, this is, I love trade war stories like this. is fun. It, uh, it gives me Ooh. an opportunity to uh, talk about something uh in the past here which is fun but it was uh yeah i mean you know dude it was it was fun man it was fun while it lasted we didn't hurt anybody we never did anything illegal you know well, oh. at least i know some maybe my friends did but i know i never never did anything crazy i was always the one that was trying to calm everybody down when everybody was fighting it's like let's just have a good time guys let's enjoy ourselves the only right. thing uh we heard is our own uh pride, <laughs> pride. <laughs> i'm not drunk i'm fine i can drink more i'm good i yeah. feel I feel like Barking at Our Shoes is probably the name of this episode, right? Yes. All right. I'm going to write that down right now before I forget. Shout out to the Pod Squad is here with us listening to our drinking stories. If you have any you want to share with us, too, tweet us at Mind of the Meanie and let us know. We're always down to talk about it. Uh, but, Meanie, I do have a question for you in the spirit of a Philadelphia St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, of course. I have a question for you. What's that? Would you like to ask Meanie? I would love to. Ask me something. Don't forget, tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, and you may hear them on this program. This recording, you may hear them. Uh, I got one here from Andy Schlichter, Pod Squad member. Schlichter! So, Meanie, I'm playing in a hockey tournament at the end of April, and guess who's running it? Mark Madden. Do you have any interactions with the former WCW personality and Philly hating Mark Madden? I like Mark. Mark's a, a polarizing individual. I get it. But, you know, every inter every interaction that I've had with Mark Madden in person has been great. And, uh, you know, when I was in ECW, he would come to ECW shows just to hang out and uh, – once or twice, he, I think he mentioned me on the uh, WCW hotline or something like that. I think I made a joke about uh, Sting and the wrestler Sting and Brian Adams. 
<laughs> and I said, all they need is a wrestler named Rod Stewart, and they could do a all for one, one for all fucking uh, parody or something <laughs> like that. He, he popped his already mentioned that, but uh, yeah, I like Mark. He's he's, he's a good guy. He's interesting. Uh, he's been out there and, and doing Pittsburgh radio for forever. It seems. They parlayed that into a gig in WCW for a little bit, and we're fine. We're cool. Mark and Dryden wants to know, what do you two think about this report from Dear Uncle Dave <laughs> stating that AEW wrestlers are unhappy and don't want to be there? So, like, is it, like, the whole crew? Or is it certain people? Um, I've only really heard, honestly, like to be completely fair, y'all, anything that comes out of Dave's mouth, I typically ignore. Like, I'm not trying to be like a, a you know, t- telephone tough guy here or anything, but like, right. I don't take anything the guy says, says it any farther than like superficial value. Just because he's been wrong so many times, I yeah, tend not the to fact that to The fact that he's, he's putting something negative out there about AEW. That was the only thing I was going to say, though, was the fact that he's usually pretty on point with AEW. Look, it's, it's and you know, he, he probably isn't being paid by AEW. Everybody's like, oh, the, the way he's, you know, sucks their dick. He fucking, he, he, he's got to be on the fucking payroll, right? But yeah. the, not, not anytime he puts something out bad about AEW, they're like, oh, what did the check bounce? You know, <laughs> <laughs> not my words. That's what I read. We read it on Twitter. Well, here, I I have some quotes here to give you some color and context on this. This Please, please, please. This is uh, new to me. I I, I haven't heard this. So apparently there was a promo on this week's Dynamite uh, by Darby Allen. And Darby Allen was talking about how there's a bunch of guys in the background and in the the locker room that that complain on Twitter. And they don't, you know, they don't want to be there. So that's what he's referring to. Dave is referring to here. So this is a quote from Dave. With the whole thing of Darby Allen talking about, quote, all these guys complain, all these guys want to leave, unquote, and everything like that. Okay, that's true. But to talk about it on your own television show, basically by doing that, you're telling people you're the secondary company. We've seen this with since May when this really started happening, and it's done the company no good. There's people who don't want to be there and signed contracts because they didn't think WWE wanted them. And then they had some people have the WWE attitude coming in and some people don't. Some people from WWE are tremendous assets to the company and some people have been anything but that. And it's a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. And he's also said recently that AEW fans have lost interest in the promotion, which maybe, yeah, I mean, I guess that's maybe more of a broader question. Like I'm surprised to hear Dave saying things like this. Yeah, and you know what? There's something to that just because, um, you know, AEW first came out. I was like, man, I got to watch AEW. And, like, lately it's just like I could watch AEW or I could just scroll through YouTube and look for video clips of things that amuse me. Just AEW came in with, look, and this isn't. Knock on AEW. I I want more wrestling. I want all the wrestling in the world to be happening. More wrestling, the better it is for wrestlers. Agreed. I just wish the product was as intriguing as it used to be. And uh, it's like uh, 
it's like the new girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you get into a new relationship and your new girlfriend's the most beautiful woman in the world. And then like a year goes by and you start noticing, you know, certain things to bother you that you might, you might overlook the first time. And, uh, in some ways, maybe that's it. Maybe the, the, the luster is off the fucking, the shines off the diamond or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I used to watch AEW a lot and now it's just like, uh, you know, there was a part of me that did. I enjoyed it when it, when it started. Um, there was something that was different about it. I've always been a, I mean, I've always, I've enjoyed Cody Rhodes' stuff from when he was on the Indies. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him back in a major promotion. Uh, and I thought it was cool. You know, again, I'm, I'm of the yeah. mindset of the more, the merrier, the more right. that it's available for people, the better this is going to be. But I'll tell you, man, and I'll be honest with you. I watched Dynamite this past Wednesday and I watched, you know, the Outcast segment. I couldn't connect with that in any way. And then they had the trios match with the House of Black. I'm a big Malachi Black fan. I love, and you know, I love Alistair Black, Malachi. I love everything he does. Yep, me too. Um, it was the House, excuse me, the House of Black, the Elite, and the Jericho Appreciation Society. And there was just like before the match even started, people were going, "This is awesome!" and "Holy shit!" And it's like they haven't even like done anything yet. Like this does like. And it's just, for whatever reason, it was just really hard for me to connect to this specific match. And that's just my opinion. I'm not knocking anybody in the match. Like, don't don't right. drag me on Twitter. But I found myself recently really having a hard time connecting with the product. I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I really enjoyed the CM Punk things that he was doing. I love FTR, but, I, you know, Punk's not on TV anymore. FTR is rarely on TV anymore. Yeah. Um, I say all of those things to say... That Tony, excuse me, as I poke my finger into the microphone, Tony's got a real problem with a lot of the stuff that's happening with these people who are talking on Twitter. You know, a lot of the the complaints of the company are coming publicly. Is there, is there an instance of like who said anything on Twitter? Because I, I am clueless to that. That is something I'm trying to figure out too, as well. Um, I've been trying to just try to find stuff. I don't know if there's like. Um, maybe, I don't think he was talking about Big Swole, but I think there might be some folks who are maybe on the, like the, the Rampage end of things. Um, which again, like Tony referred, basically referred to Rampage as like the secondary show. And it was like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, why would you, you know, he basically, uh, uh, something to the effect of if there are a higher talent on the card, they're not going to be on Rampage. It's, It's like, why would you? Like, why would you come out and say that? That that that, that that's not something that yeah. you should be saying as a as a promoter. But right. um, again, me, the fan who's never promoted. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I do feel like there is a is a softening or a cracking of some sort happening. Uh, I know there was some controversy about John Moxley recently because he was having to do a live show uh, or a house show with AEW in Canada. He had to cancel in a European appearance, and I think there was some some kerfuffle about that as well um because moxley signed not to have to do house shows i don't know what it is um but i think uh i i I don't know i think it's it's just a matter of tony just having trouble being the boss and being friendly with people yeah and i think that happens in business a lot like that took me a long time to learn in my shoe job right like you once you're the supervisor once you're the boss you can't be homies with everybody that's not how it works Right. right And I think he has a, 
I think he has a, a problem with that. And that's, again, that's not a, that's not a knock at him because I hear nothing but really wonderful things about the guy. He's a great guy. But about as far as business is concerned, I think that's, that is a, an Achilles heel for him. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad you said that because I, I've been feeling the same way about it recently. And I'm also, I mean, conversely, I'm concerned about like what happens when the bloodline storyline wraps up. You know, like where does WWE pivot after that? Like what, what do they stake their claim on? Cause there's a lot of stuff that still isn't like really all that great there either, but I, I don't know. Um, any yeah, other like, thoughts yeah, on the, that? The, yeah. the, the, the bloodline thing is the best thing in, the, in wrestling right now. And WWE, and I'm not like by saying, you know, it's hard watching, it's, it's hard watching WWE a little bit too. Right. You know, just, uh, you know, there's things I'll skim through to watch and there's some, some things where I'm just like, Oof. yeah, that's, you know, that's why I DVR and watch it later and just skim, know, skim, skim, skim. And, uh, you know, definitely watch the, the bloodline stuff and, but, um, yeah. Maybe it's just one of those things with wrestling. It's, it's, you know, it, it's, I hate saying that out loud. I hate being, uh, perceived of being negative, but it, it's, it's, and I'm not saying it's horrible. It's just not interesting. Yeah. It's a creative problem across the board with wrestling yeah. in general, I think. As impact is like that too. And, you know, a ring of honor was like that for a while before Tony picked it up. I, I think it's a wrestling yeah. thing. I don't think it's necessarily an AEW. I don't think it's exclusive to AEW. I think is where. Where I'm getting with that. Uh, Gary from Rock Solid Production says, Hey, yo, when Scott Hall was brought into ECW in the year 2000, the year of our Lord Jesus Christ 2000, <laughs> uh, was there ever any talk of bringing the bad guy in to either be a part of the Blue World Order or feud with the Blue World Order? Hashtag fly, oh, Eagles fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the uh, Blue World Order was well over by then. That was year 2000. And uh, Stevie wasn't there. Nova was there, but then I was re- wasn't really the blue meanie. They were called me the blue boy, which I hated. Ugh. I was skinny meanie. Uh, so I wasn't really the blue world order. They really couldn't be a blue world order, right? You know, in in two thousand, it was just a two shot deal, just to you know have Scott in, have some fun, have him work with you know some of the some different talent, and you know give them the rub. But. uh it definitely would have been cool, you know, had he somehow, if there's some way to magically have him appear, you know, during that era, but, you know, you know, he was with WCW, but yeah, 2000, that was clearly, there's clearly no way to have a, a BW reunion. And the last question we have here today, uh, yo, meanie, yo, cause from the veterans yes. with benefits podcast. Uh, I have to be careful with the name of this steak shop in Philadelphia, uh, the name used to start with a C, uh, right. and it is now called Joe's Steaks. I won't say the name yes. because, well, you know. Um, right. Have you ever been there? This was my family's favorite place. Very good cheesesteaks. Uh, it's Joe's now, right? Joe's now. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Uh, been there maybe twice because it's in the Northeast, a little bit of a hike. Mm-hmm. But uh, anytime I've been in the area, you know, stop in and, you know, grab a couple sandwiches. Yeah, it's been a while, but I remember it being very good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there once or twice as a kid. It was fantastic. I liked it. Um, you can't really ever go wrong with a cheesesteak in the Northeast unless you find, like, one of those upscale joints that's, like, not really real. Um, right. You can, you can 
really find kind of anything great down there. Yeah. Uh, Pod Squad member Vanessa has one last question for us. Hey, Meanie, is that red chair behind your head new? Uh, new to the room, probably. <laughs> it's a spectrum chair. I got a WrestleMania 15 chair over here, this shoulder. And I got a spectrum chair over this shoulder. So fairly new. Noish. Uh, I went to, uh, after like the final event, at the uh, Spectrum, which I went to, it was uh, Pearl Jam played the last concert at Spectrum. They then had a thing like on super early Saturday morning where if you spend ten bucks, you go in the Spectrum and keep whatever you can walk out with. And I went in there and I left with like four Spectrum chairs. Lucky. And uh, four Spectrum chairs, and I put them on an office chair to re- wheel them up the the fucking ramp. <laughs> Uh, and, and the thing that sucks is you're limited to four. So I was like, yeah. fuck. So I got four spectrum chairs. And I was like, you know what? Let me, uh, bring it in here, make it part of the background. I love it for, uh, for the mind of the mini studio. Love it, man. And we love the pod squad. Vanessa also said, I just wanted to say how thankful I am for Mini Adam and the pod squad community. We are thankful for you because without Absolutely. you, this show doesn't happen. So thank you, Vanessa, and thank you to the Pod Squad, and thank you to our listeners who tune in each and every week. But, meaning, I want to make sure people know, if I may, yeah, of course. Where can people <laughs> find you on social media? If you would like to follow me on all forms of social media, that's uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Blue Meanie BWL. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. I know we're uh, talking a lot about alcohol this show. And uh, if you want to get an official McCuskers t-shirt, my favorite bar, we have now have them up at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, you can also, if you want to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com, use coupon code MEANIE, or use coupon code MIND as a save 10% over there at collarandelbowbrand.com. Shout out to Ron Hicks. He's doing an amazing job over there. Uh, madcatbeercare.com. Go over to madcatbeercare.com. Get the blue spruce. My boy Josh, Thor- Josh Thornton is doing an amazing job over there. All the proceeds go to take care of the feral cats. He uh, rounds them up, takes them to the vet, and uh, makes the kitties feel way better. Um, this coming April 7th and 8th, Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, myself and Nova will be there uh, with a, a, a loaded lineup. So if you want to see who else is going to be there April 7th and 8th, go to Squared Circle X. That's the letter X, not E-X, squaredcirclex.com. The Figure Collections Bone Crushing Wrestlers Series 1 Mm -hmm. variants of Brian Clark, a.k.a. Adam Bomb, and the Blue Meanie, a.k.a. me, are available now. All Series 1 can be ordered right now at figurecollections.com. Again, get the Bone Crushing Wrestlers Series 1 at figurecollections.com. 
uh, the folks who have ordered them and they're starting to get them in the mail have been tagging me on uh, social media and they look fantastic. I can't, and I have, uh, have some coming my way soon. So, uh, I can't wait to get my hands on those. So go to figuresclections.com for the Bone Crushing Wrestlers Series 1. Uh, mine comes with a, re- a regular Blue Meanie shirt and a BWO variant as well. So, you know, reach out and get both. Uh, shout out to my boy Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. My boy Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair, which is amazing. Uh, if you want to see all the behind the scenes photos, videos, follow Jim on his social media at GOI Kicks. That's, uh, Jim on, on all forms of social media at GOI Kicks, uh, to see these fantastic shoes. Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, I just did a few, uh, this past couple of weeks, had an amazing time. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been giving me five star reviews. Uh, that means a lot. But, uh, yeah, if you want to have me uh, do a video for uh, anything fun and positive, go to cameo.com slash blue mini BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Well, thank you, Blue. You are very kind. You can uh, find me on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, uh, TikTok, which I rarely use, and also Mastodon still, at this is Goober. Yes, that's my handle. No, it's not changing. It's a brand, pal. So you can find me there and follow all the goodness there. You can also listen to my show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net and listening to uh, my secondary program and everything that's in the archives there. Uh, Brothers Gatter, coming soon, is the very first Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddy. Uh, they are currently in production right now, waiting for the box to show up at my home. Really excited about this. Lots of great detail. Shout out to the guys at 10th Ward Barbershop as well for helping me get uh, the logo on their shirt. Uh, should you be able to pick that up at brothersgatter.com? There's also going to be an option for you to pick up your official Mind of the Meanie 2-pack which will feature me and Blue here. Uh, so go to brothersgatter.com for the news that comes out. There'll be a social post on it very soon. Don't forget to check out the Wrestling Hour at Premier Streaming Network. Uh, every week on Wednesday, my new episode drops. We just did the, another Sam Watches Bad Wrestling Poorly, where we watch the uh, controversial, still to this day, Finger Poke of Doom. Uh, it's probably my favorite episode that we've done, that Sam and I have done. This me and the executive voice of the show here, Sam Kreps. I make him watch really shitty wrestling and he comments on it without any context and it's hilarious. So you can go there and check out all the content that I have over there right now. Uh, sign up today for Premiere Plus at premierestreamingnetwork.com. The Feinberg method, use promo code Goober and save up to 20% on your full purchase. Go and train with my trainer, Brad Feinberg, for both physical and mental wellness. TheFeinbergMethod.com. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick yourself up a shirt for either and support the show. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. You can support me and Meanie and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie in the Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth. Pod Squad, we thank you for your time today, for being here as always. And anyone listening right now, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. For the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind.
This episode of Mind of the Media was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Krebs. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.